Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. And by Vortex Optics with the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And by Brome, where bird feeding meets innovation. Discover truly squirrel proof bird feeders, all backed by lifetime care commitment. Learn more at brome.com. Good morning. Welcome to our show, or good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you're listening. Our show number 972. And as we do our show live here on the 11th of February, we notice something pretty exciting right outside our door, pretty much here. Eastern Bluebirds. They are checking out the nest boxes in our Talking Birds garden, which is right in the backyard of our home radio station here in eastern Massachusetts. So it's kind of a nice early sign of spring, even as the dark-eyed juncos are still flitting about. Well, as we do our show here on the 11th, February, we're just five days away from one of the great bird-related citizen science projects, the Great Backyard Bird Count. It begins on February 16th with maybe half a million bird watchers from more than 200 countries expected to take part. You can find a link to all the details about it, by the way, on our Talking Birds website, TalkingBirds.com. Continuing that wide world theme, we have an audio postcard today from a beautiful location about 3,000 miles east of where we are on the other side of the Atlantic. Hello, Linda. Hello, Ray. This is Linda Badillo. I'm here in Tenerife, one of the Canary Islands. Uh, there's some islands near the coast of Africa that are part of Spain. And I'm enjoying beautiful song of the Eurasian blackbird. There are also some sun sparrows around doing the chorus. It's a beautiful day here. It's about 70 degrees and sunny and beautiful place to visit. Happy birding. Bye. Thank you so much, Linda. A little breezy there, but some uh, very cool birds, including those Eurasian blackbirds there in the Canary Islands. We love to get uh, audio postcards from wherever you are, including your backyard. So if you'd like to send us one, that would be cool. Just take your smartphone or other digital recording device and just do a little 30-second or a minute narration of what you're seeing Send it to Ray at TalkingBirds.com. That's Ray at TalkingBirds.com for your audio postcard. Let's listen to another bird here. And it's for a particular reason, very high-pitched, thin sound. It's our mystery bird. It's a little preview of the contest that we'll do later in the show. And this is by way of kind of getting you ready for that contest. Our bird is a small neotropical songbird with an olive back and a yellowish rump and thick dark streaks on its yellow underparts. Males have a distinct chestnut cheek patch and a yellow collar. That patch is gray on the female and the collar on the female is subdued. Both sexes have white undertail coverts. Our bird breeds across much of Canada and winters from southern Florida to the West Indies. That's our mystery bird and... 
We have wonderful prizes, of course, associated with the contest, including a $25 gift certificate from Bird Collective. It's your one-stop shop for vintage-inspired apparel and unique accessories, all featuring birds. Birdcollective.com. And a big bag of our favorite coffee. It's shade-grown, bird-friendly, and delicious birds and beans coffee grown under the natural forest canopy in Central America to preserve wintering habitat for warblers and tanagers and thrushes and hummingbirds and more of the birds that we all love. Birds and beans, coffee, another prize in our mystery bird contest. Meanwhile... A salute uh, to a couple of new Talking Birds ambassadors. These are listeners who have uh, gone up to a new level <laughs> to help us spread the word about our show and about birds and conservation. We send them cards. They hand them out to their friends and neighbors at their convenience. And just exactly that is what Stephanie C. from San Antonio, Texas, is doing. Thank you so much, Stephanie, for becoming a Talking Birds ambassador. And thanks to Chris Squibbs from Newton Falls, Ohio. Chris says, Growing up, I never had any interest in birds. Had to take an ornithology course in college and honestly had no interest. But after just one class, I was in love. Birds are now a major hobby, and I've been enjoying teaching my kids as much as I can about them. And I even take the kids and my wife on trips to do some bird watching. Thank you, Chris. Thanks for the kind words about the show. And Chris also says thank you to all lovers of birds for making this a family of amazing people. We'd love to have uh, more Talking Birds listeners join our ever-growing Ambassadors family. Easy to do at TalkingBirds.com. Just click on the Get Involved button, the tab there at the top of the page. Still to come today, we'll review some of the great late winter birding festivals around the USA focusing on one of those great events when Jen Hodge from the San Diego Bird Festival joins us here in just a few minutes. Mike O'Connor will join us, too, for a live Let's Ask Mike segment. This is a very uh, up-to-date modern one. He's going to talk about smart bird feeders. And up next, a bird that is very smart with a memory that no human can match or even come close to is today's featured feathered friend. Today's featured feathered friend is the Blue Crow. Well, that's a folk name for this bird, whose recognized common name comes from its close ties to the life cycle of a group of coniferous trees called pinyon pines. The bird is the pinyon jay. A small jay with a blue-gray body, a darker blue head without a crest, a pale, streaked throat, a thin black bill, and a relatively short tail. Pinion jays and pinion pines evolved together with the birds dispersing the large, wingless pine seeds over long distances and, in return, gaining access to the trees as a food source as well as for shelter and nesting. In years of meager pine seed production, the pinion jay population also drops. When pine seeds are abundant, pinion jays store thousands in different caches in the ground and in tree crevices. 
Unlike close relatives like the blue jay, the pinion jay lacks feathers at the base of its bill to cover its nostrils. That fact gives it its genus name, shared by no other species, Gymnorhinus, meaning bare nostrils, and gives it the ability to probe sticky pine cones for seeds without getting its feathers covered with sap. Like other relatives, such as the Clark's nutcracker, the pinion jay has a remarkable memory and can relocate hidden seeds months later, even under deep snow cover. The seeds that aren't harvested often germinate and become young pinion pines. The pinion jay is non-migratory, although it does wander, occurring irregularly within a wide area, mostly in semi-arid mountains and plateaus, from eastern California, across Nevada and Utah, to parts of Wyoming, Idaho, New Mexico, northern Arizona, western Colorado, and Montana. There are also isolated populations from central Oregon and western South Dakota down into northern Baja, California, Mexico. As millions of acres of pinyon woodlands have been degraded or destroyed, pinyon jay populations have fallen significantly by 85 percent between 1970 and 2014. And even though pinyon juniper woodlands have expanded again in recent years, the bird still faces challenges through climate-related impacts and increasing human development, especially of oil and gas wells. By the way, pinyon jays will often come to various types of bird feeders for sunflower seeds, suet, peanuts, or cracked corn. Today's featured feathered friend, Gymnorhinus cyanocephalus, the pinion jay. And welcome again to our show, number 972. There are lots of great birding festivals in February and March all around the country, all around the year for that matter, and you can find links to them under that same Get Involved tab at that same website, TalkingBirds.com. And there's one festival on which we'd like to focus today as we welcome Jen Hodge. She's the Public Programs Manager for San Diego Audubon and coordinator of their San Diego Birding Festival taking place this year from February 21st through the 25th. That's a Wednesday through Sunday. And she joins us now to tell us a bit about it. Good morning, Jen. Good morning, Ray. Thanks for taking time out. You're probably going crazy getting this festival put together, if I know anything about festivals. Yeah, it, it is that, that week before where a lot gets done, well, for sure. Thanks for taking time with us. Um, I don't know if folks need another reason to get to beautiful, sunny, warm San Diego in the month of February, but um, San Diego Audubon is providing such a reason, certainly, through this event, which is uh, coming up very shortly, still Time to register, though, to attend if you're, you know, anywhere near San Diego or think going there would be a good idea. I think so. Uh, we'll give some info on registering here in just a, a moment. Uh, Jen, we know a couple of your three keynote speakers, Julia Zarankin, who was on the show with us a couple of weeks ago. Christian Cooper has been on the show with us. Um, and then uh, Tiana williams Clausen. We don't know her, but maybe you'd like to tell us about her and... Maybe just a snippet about yeah. the other folks. Yeah, um, Tiana Williams-Clausen is um, she's a member of the Yurok tribe 
in Northern California. Um, and she is um, in charge of a local program to uh, manage condor releases in, um, in that area. It's the, the newest mm-hmm. place where they are um, releasing the captive bred condors mm-hmm. um, to restore the population from, you know, their, their history. They, they, they were not doing well mm-hmm. back in the 80s. Mm-hmm. They were all collected and um, put into breeding programs. And uh, all the condors that we have out in the wild today are um, a result of that program. Um, so her um, part of the program is a... Um, it's a it's a really unique partnership between tribal um, officials and agencies uh, from the U.S. government um, working together to ensure that these birds are um, you know doing well and safe. And um, they ha- I think they have nine of them now mm-hmm. um, that have been released. And um, so she's going to talk a little bit about her story, her perspective, and um, how the program is doing. And we know uh, Julia Zarankin is going to talk about the topic that she has, seeing the world with wonder, how birding makes us better people. And uh, she has quite a story to tell. And if you listened to our show a couple of weeks ago, you can hear more of that. Christian Cooper, of course, the world uh, learned about him after he was accosted in Central Park uh, for committing the sin of birding while black. And um, he has uh, done some wonderful things well before that and since that, for sure author of Better Living Through Birding. What's his uh, topic? He's going to be talking about the future of birding. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, and uh, about how birding is, um, it's for everybody. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, you, you don't you don't really need to have big equipment or you don't need to look a certain way um, to be <laughs> able to go out into the world and enjoy the birds. And in fact, the birds need us too. It, it, uh, they need us more than we need them. As they, no, the other way around. We need them more than they well, need us. Well, I think we both need each other. We need each other. Okay, uh, we'll, we'll, <laughs> yes. we'll 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 call it that. So, lots of other great things. You have bus trips, uh, bus field trips, and then kind of more independent. You what you call meet you there field trips as well, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, back during the pandemic, um, we. We did still do the bird festival, um, but before the pandemic, all of our festival trips were on buses mm-hmm. and uh, we'd all meet in one place, all get on the bus, and then we'd go and, and see all the birds of San Diego County. And um, during the pandemic, we couldn't put a lot of people on a bus together mm-hmm. and, um, you know, let those germs mingle. <laughs> so um, we started doing trips where people provided their own transportation and met mm-hmm. in the field. And people loved it. Mm-hmm. They they just responded and they said, we want to keep on doing field trips that way. So um, it's it's a lot easier <laughs> because we don't have to, you know, talk to the bus company and rent big buses for every single trip yeah, we do. And now exactly. we're able to offer more than twice the trips. And um, mm-hmm. people are really enjoying that. Very cool. And you have boat trips as well, pelagic trips, kayaking trips as well. And there's one other thing I know that you're excited about, the bird-friendly home and garden fair. Give us a little bit on yes. that. Yes. Yeah. Typically, the Sunday programming at the festival is free to the public, and we invite families with children and people of all ages um, to come out to Marina Village Conference Center and um, you know, learn about birds, learn about what birds need, 
Um, this year, we have partnered with the American Bird Conservancy, mm-hmm. and we're telling people about the threats that birds face and little things that we can do every day to help. Um, things like keeping your pets indoors uh, or, um, you, you know, reducing collisions with man-made objects, especially mm-hmm. windows mm-hmm. And, and all all sorts of things that people can do. Indeed. And also for kids, there's always things for kids at festivals, but I think you've taken it to a new level with Camp Surfbird, where kids can actually yes. camp out during the festival. That is we really... We are really excited about that. That, that is really <laughs> cool. Uh, and then you have something definitely for grown-ups here, the Uncommon Saloon. Mm-hmm. Um, this yep. is uh, sponsored by our friends from Vortex Optics. That's going to be going through Wednesday through Saturday, and then you have arrangements with a local pub for Saturday night get together that sounds pretty cool is that a trivia night that i am i right about oh yes um, trivia night night. at uh, the modern times all right yeah now the important part how do folks register certainly worth getting to san diego for this you can still register uh you go to our website um san diego audubon.org and um under the birding tab um there's 2024 san diego bird festival Mm -hmm. you just click that It'll show you the entire festival catalog, um, and so you can see all of the field trips that are still open and that you can join. And, um, and and then you just click on the things you want. It puts it in the cart, and you can check out just like you would from you know Amazon or something like that. All right. I think I could figure it out. It's sandiegoautobahn.org, and just go there, and you can easily uh, make your way to all the info. Jen Hodge is coordinator of the San Diego Birding Festival, Bird Festival in beautiful San Diego, California. So if you're anywhere near San Diego or somehow needed that extra reason to get to that beautiful place in the chilly month of February, you have found it. That address again, San Diego, org. Jen, thank you so much, and good luck with the festival. Thank you. Up next here on Talking Birds, it's our mystery bird contest in just one minute. The flutter of a tail feather, the flash of a wing bar in mid-flight. You don't always have a lot of time to identify a bird in nature, let alone to appreciate its beauty. But with Vortex Optics, you'll have the power to bring every wild moment closer. When you choose Vortex, you're choosing to have a partner in the field as passionate about nature as you are. Whether you're spotting old friends on the backyard feeder or packing for a -a once-in-a-lifetime trip to add a few species to your life list, Vortex offers a full range of optics and optics accessories for every birder and every budget. And whether the birds are taking you to another state or another country, you're always covered by the Vortex VIP warranty, an unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. If you'd like to learn more or if you need help choosing your next optic, Give Vortex a call at 1-800-4-VORTEX or visit vortexoptics.com. There is the thin, high-pitched song of our mystery bird. Our mystery bird contest is now officially underway, so don't hesitate if you have a guess or if you know what that mystery bird is. By all means, please call us as soon as you possibly can. Last week was really special because we had most of our calls come in after the show had ended, so we like to try to avoid that if possible, and uh, urge you to call in as soon as you can. at 781-837-4900. I'll give that number again in a moment. Our mystery bird is a small neotropical songbird with an olive back and a yellowish rump 
thick, dark streaks on its yellow underparts. Males have a distinct chestnut cheek patch and a yellow collar that patch is gray on the female and the collar plumage is subdued on the female. Both sexes have white undertail coverts. Our bird breeds across much of Canada and winters from southern Florida down into the West Indies. Some clues there in the sound of our mystery bird. There's the uh, sound again. And beautiful prizes await, including that $25 gift certificate for Bird Collective. One-stop shop for vintage-inspired apparel and unique accessories, all featuring birds. You can check out some of their great stuff at birdcollective.com. And a big bag of our favorite coffee, shade-grown, bird-friendly, and truly delicious birds and beans coffee. Prize is there, and we'll have a bonus prize if we have time for our bonus question on this morning's show. Here's that number again, 781-837-4900, 781 837 Call us as soon as you can. Meanwhile, we'll check in with Mike O'Connor about smart bird feeders. Let's ask Mike live in just one minute. Welcome to a world where bird feeding is enjoyable for both you and your feathered friends. Introducing Squirrel Buster Bird Feeders by Brome. Our innovative feeders are designed to keep squirrels at bay, ensuring that your garden birds get their fair share. And the best part? We offer lifetime care for every feeder, making your purchase worry-free. Transform your garden into a bird paradise and keep it that way forever. Sorry, squirrels. It's just for the birds this time. Visit Brome.com, B-R-O-M-E.com to discover our full range of Squirrel Buster feeders and join the Brome family today. Brome, where birds come first and our commitment to you lasts a lifetime. Well, let's see. We have uh, smartphones. Uh, Now we have smart TVs. We have smart refrigerators, (laughs) smart toasters. Why not smart Feeders. Mike O'Connor thinks, well, I don't know if Mike thinks it's a good idea or not. Good morning, Mike. Hey, good morning, Ray. Yeah, first of all, happy Super Sunday, everybody. Yeah, it's a big day. I, I've, been, want, yeah. I've been paying, atten- I'm paying attention, Lily. Who are the Patriots playing this year again? <laughs> they must be playing somebody. The Patriots are always in the Super Bowl. Yeah, so, I would yeah. think so. i gotta ch- I got to check. Anyway, you're right about these smart things. Yeah. Everything's got smart built in, and now they have smart bird feeders. And what's a smart bird feeder? Well, it's basically a feeder with a sophisticated camera built in. So when a bird comes and lands on your feeder, it'll take either a still picture or even a video of the bird. And then we'll send it through an app to your smartphone. And so when you're at work or you're uh, uh, on the radio and you can't be at your home feeder, you can... Punch it up, and you can see what birds are coming to your feeder. And in some cases, some of the most sophisticated ones will actually identify the bird for you. So you say, what's that? Mm. And, and, and sometimes it's like right, that. sometimes it's not. But it'll, it'll show you, tell you what bird it comes. Keep in mind that these feeders aren't cheap. They go, there's a billion of them on the market. All of a sudden, this has taken off, mm. and there's so many. And if you look online, they all have four and a half stars, like everything on the web right now. <laughs> 
When is something going to be done about that four and a half stars thing? Really, it's just out of control, isn't it? It's crazy. So they're, so they're expensive. So, you know, your friend David Clapp will never buy one unless he gets one at the swap shed or something like that. <laughs> and, and so keep that in mind. And two things to keep in mind. Also, the theaters themselves, for the most part, the ones I've seen, are really, really poor quality. They're just plastic, like, dollar store feeders that hold on hold from you hang like with a string of some sort so that's something to think about the money goes into the camera which is very sophisticated and like i said it'll take these pictures automatically send them to your phone so that seems like a good idea except you got to keep in mind that and i've talked to some people i've never talked to anybody who's bought one of these but i've talked to a lot of people who's received them as gifts and here's what you have to keep in mind. When you get a feeder like this, you've got to download some software, you've got to get an app, you've got to get a, a, a dreaded password, mm. and then you've got to hook up yeah. to the Wi-Fi. Yeah. So depending on how tech-savvy you are, there could be a big learning curve. There are also these run on batteries, so there's another thing you have to keep charged all the time. Do they do they work? They seem to be pretty good. You know, you can be somewhere and you can get a picture. Like, a, like in your case, you're talking about Bluebird. You might see a Bluebird on your feeder. So that's... That's kind of good. My cons- I worry about, you know, since these feeders are kind of cheesy, you know, you spent a lot of money, and the first squirrel that comes along, or a raccoon, or some bears where certain people live, you can end up with a, you know, an expensive pile of plastic on the ground. The other thing is, you know, somebody pointed this out once. You know, you look at the bird on your phone, you say, hey, look at this, I got a song sparrow on my feeder. Or you could just look out the window and see the song sparrow. And when you look at the song sparrow out your window, it's going to be in 3D. It's not going to be all kind of kind of blurry. So keep, keep all those things in mind if you're in the market for one of these because the, they're all over the place in prices. And, uh, you know, you've you got to think how much you, commit, you want to make for this all right. down the road. Got it. And thanks for that tip about looking out the window. I'm writing that down. Here Write that down. And, and I, I, I'll see you at the okay. Taylor Swift after party tonight, Ray. Are you going to be there? Hey, uh, no, but David Clapp might be there. I don't know if he's <laughs> He's always Actually, I've been in player. touch with uh, David. He's heading for the Sac Zim Bog up in Minnesota, and we uh, may yeah, we may have him on the air with us uh, sometime soon. To, well, it's uh, it's to, forty to, below to, year round up there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> anyway, talk to you next week, Mike. Sounds good. Okay. All right. Uh, let's see. You know, we should probably since we're talking about Minnesota, we have a caller from Minnesota uh, right in our first. Uh, caller is it am i right about that i think it is uh michael somewhere in minnesota good morning michael good morning ray good morning and uh where where about you're not near the sac zim bog or where are you unfortunately not right now i'm in minneapolis right now probably a little warmer but I made there. It up to sac zim bog last year and had a great time oh wonderful i think it's been pretty quiet for david uh, so far heading up that way but we'll see how he does Meanwhile, we're back here at the Mystery Bird Contest, uh, Michael, and uh, what what is that bird? Well, I'm hoping it's the Cape May Warbler. Let me check and see. I'll have it right here on the, on the page. Yes, it is the Cape May Warbler. Absolutely correct. Nice job. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, you know what? We have time for a bonus question, and uh, it's about the Cape May Warbler. I'm going to give you three okay. three legitimate possibilities here. There's something unusual about the tongue of the Cape May warbler. Unique among warblers, what is that something about the tongue of the Cape May warbler? A, it has a raspy surface to help it deal with slippery insect prey. B, 
It has a split tip to help it better sense prey that can't be seen. Or C, it's curled and semi-tubular, allowing it to collect nectar. It's one of those. What do you think? Uh, let's go with the last one uh, of it being round and semi-tubular. Curled and semi-tubular. And, and, yes, exactly right. Quite an amazing adaptation for the Cape May warbler. A semi-tubular bill for collecting nectar. Michael, you're correct on all counts. And if you'll stand by, Jesse will get your info and send you those prizes. Sounds good. Thanks, Frank. All right. Thank you, Michael, up there in Minnesota, correctly identifying the Cape May warbler and also getting our bonus question. And we are, therefore, just about out of time for our show today. Folks, ask us how they can support the show. We've never had a really good answer, but we finally have one, and that is Patreon. If you go to patreon.com slash birds, you can find out all about it and uh, about the perks that we are sending to Patreon folks who sign up. Patreon.com slash birds. Thanks to our amazing Talking Birds team, Debbie Bleacher, Freya McGregor, and our producing engineer, Jesse Wilkins. I'm Ray Brown. See you next week. Ray Brown's Talking Birds. Made possible by the generous support of the Birdwatchers General Store, Orleans, Cape Cod. Birdwatchersgeneralstore.com. And by Vortex Optics. With the VIP warranty, their unlimited lifetime promise to keep you and your optic covered. Learn more at vortexoptics.com. And by Broom, where bird feeding meets innovation. Discover truly squirrel proof bird feeders. All backed by lifetime care commitment. Learn more at brome.com.